You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 77, Happy New Year. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So, Laura, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Can you believe it's the end of a decade? Oh, yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, it's a little bit crazy. Yeah, 2020. Man, I wasn't really thinking. Yes. Well, you know, I just saw someone post, you know how people have been doing that 10-year challenge? But if you look back at 2009 and 2019, it's, it's actually like, it's more interesting because it's just before the decade. Yeah. The new decade. So yeah, we're going to be in a new decade. I just, it just occurred to me the other day and it's pretty amazing because so much has changed. Yeah. I never even thought about it. 2020. Huh. Mm. That. I don't even pay attention. I'm just rolling with it. <laughs> anyway. I know. Well, we're, I think we're really, cause we have a lot going on. So for the listeners, Laura and I wanted to wish all of you a happy new year. And we're really excited because we also have lunar new year. And so it's a really special time in the feng shui world during new years and lunar new years. And this year, lunar new year is late January. So we actually have a lot of really interesting things on the mindful design school website, a lot of courses. It's a really bump in time in the feng shui world. So we wanted to spend a little bit of time with this episode talking about New Year's goals and what to expect from the year of the rat. We'll just touch on that. But anyways, I wanted to start, Laura and I could just talk about what our personal New Year's goals are. So Laura, why don't you go first? Well, it's a good thing we're doing this because it's really, you know, sometimes I just go into the year and I know I have all these intentions and I want to be very you know, deliberate about how I do these things and be mindful of setting intentions. And sometimes, you know, life just gets crazy, especially around this time of year. So thank you for this podcast for allowing me the time now and before to prep and really think about this. Yeah. And write it down. We we, like, we wrote down our goals for this episode to share with you. And it gives us accountability. Yes. Yes. Because we should regroup in, in a few months and see. So usually I always have things about, you know, health and wellness and stuff, but I actually feel like I've been doing a pretty good job on that. And so I think this year I really want to focus more on mental, spiritual sort of stuff. So for me, the first thing will be creativity. Creativity is really important to me. I'm not just a content creator, as I guess you call it. We are teachers and we create courses that requires a lot of creativity on our part. And so I would like to spend more time putting energy into that and becoming different ways to approach how we teach things. The other thing is I'm an artist, so I paint a lot and I have been being really deliberate about spending 
one day a week would be great in an ideal world where all I do is paint. So that is something that I want to be more structured in my creativity, if that makes any sense. And there are different ways we'll talk about, do you want me to talk about what I'm going to do feng shui wise, or do you want to, you want to tell yours and then we'll talk about what we're going to do feng shui wise? No, why don't you keep talking? Okay. You'll so, give me ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so because creativity is obviously something people in feng shui have different ways of talking about it in different areas of the Bagua. For us in BTV, we actually say that is it's in all of the guas. You know, when you look at Chen and when you look, if you read the I Ching, when you have, you know, the first hexagram, Chen over Chen is actually creative. It's creative energy. It's this big sort of starting point. And so Chen is part of it, which is helpful people, which is putting you on the right path. But for me, what I'm thinking in terms of creativity is getting started, bringing more wood energy in, and I will probably bring in plants. I might do the nine plants. I think I'll probably do that. I haven't done that for a while to really bring in that energy. And then the other area, which often people call creativity, although technically it isn't, it's really more about being productive and producing and having an output. So you're outputting things. It could be, you know, children, it could be your job, it could be whatever. That is Dway. And that is something that I want to spend time in terms, and that's metal energy, right? And remember I was saying I want to be a little bit more structured. So as an artist, there's no reason why you have to be, I mean, there's creativity should be moving and a little bit messy, but also it should be if you are an artist that is selling, that wants to sell their works or wants to be professional, you do need to be orderly and organized. And that is sort of that metal energy. So what I'm going to be doing around that is I'm actually going to rearrange my office. So Ooh. yeah, I'm going to rearrange my office right now. I want to basically expand my studio, my art studio portion. So it's going to be 50% feng shui, 50% art the way I arrange it. And I'm going to reorient my desk area so that it's a little bit smaller. I'm going to put it on an angle in the corner of my office, pointed toward the door so that can bring in more dynamic. Oh, well. wow. That's going to be good since you're going, so you're one water and you're going mm -hmm. into that eight year. So because it's more of a stagnant year, that'll be really great to add some, some fire yeah. some dynamism to it by making your desk diagonal. Very, yes. Good observation. And yes, I... You're stirring up I, the earth. I unintentionally just knew that I needed that kind of movement because as you said, I'm a one water moving into an eight year in the nine stars. That is literally a mountain and mountains block water. When you read the I Ching, whenever the mountain comes up, it does mean that you're going to hit an obstacle potentially. So there is that, not saying that the whole year is going to be an obstacle for me, but it's not exactly in line with my energy, but there's a good thing and a bad thing. So, you know, being an artist is a lot about being still and, and really spending time. So that'll be good for me, but I do need to keep, you know, being a teacher, running this business with you, that requires a lot of dynamic energy. So yeah, I think that's really, yeah. a good, it's a good and, you know, And for the listeners, if you're not familiar, so the nine star key is a numerology that we use in feng shui. And it's really integrated with, it's interrelated, integrated with the Bagua and the I Ching and the five elements. And so 
we're actually going to do a whole episode and we have previous episodes about this and blog posts about this. But, you know, every year around Chinese New Year, the transition happens February 4th. So we're actually going to do a whole episode in January. We'll have a whole episode on the Chinese Zodiac and we'll have a whole episode on the Nine Star Key. So if you figure out your Nine Star Key, then you can figure out the energy of the year. So Laura is a one water based on her year of birth. And um, we'll teach you how to calculate that if you don't know. And she's so in 2020, she'll be in the eight year, which is the mountain. So that gives her some insight on how the energy of the year, like it's already unfolding even before February 4th, it's already slowing down and for her, and she's feeling like she's kind of like on the mountain and moving slower and, and it's blocking her flow of water. So if you're one water, that's the energy you're going to be feeling you're feeling now and next year. So anyway, be sure to listen to the next up, the episode that we um, talk about this with. So what are some of your plans, intentions, aspirations for the new year, Angie? Well, thanks for asking, Laura. I have a lot of similar aspirations and goals for the new year. Well, okay. The first thing is I've already done this is I've purchase nine new green plants. So I think now that we're approaching a new decade and a lot of new beginnings in my life in particular, I think it's a really great time to use that feng shui adjustment where you bring in nine new. You can, it's so funny how people are always like, oh, can I just use the plant I already have? Well, sure, but it's not as powerful if you use something you already have. It's the effort of getting something new and bringing new energy into the situation, especially if you're using the wood element and bringing in new energy. So I got nine new plants and they don't have to be big. I got nine new plants. And so that's to really get this wood energy moving and they're scattered throughout my house. So that's one of the feng shui cures that I'm doing. And that goes hand in hand with really embracing this new decade and embracing new things and new approaches. And actually last month I took the Bodhisattva vow which was a big decision for me. And it's simply a vow to dedicate your life and all of your future and past lifetimes. So it's a many lifetime vow. It goes beyond this life that you vow to stay in samsara, to stay here and be of help and service to other people and other sentient beings until everyone is enlightened, so until every sentient being is enlightened, that you stay here and so that you refuse to be enlightened you refuse enlightenment so that you can help other people. But in that process, you become enlightened, but you don't move on to nirvana. You keep being reborn for, and this is like, again, a many lifetime vow. So that's been a huge thing that I've been working with and just unpacking all of that, which it relates to earth energy and boundaries. So I think I'll be working a lot with earth energy as well taking care of myself, maybe spending more time at home and really, and also maybe connecting to the earth more, which is about being grounded. I can maybe activate the earth area, like the Tai Chi, the center of my home to, to be more grounded. And also working with the body more, I want to pay attention to my physical body and, and connect to that earth. And I'm also like wearing, I have like three different crystals that have like orange, which like a carnelian, which is, it's more orangey than red, the carnelian I have to kind of really focus on my root chakra 
and my solar plexus and, and just to be, be more grounded in the earth. I also like Laura, I already moved my desk around a little bit earlier this, a few months ago, and it had to do with art as well. So I decided behind me, behind me, behind my desk, I used to have a printer on a credenza and it was like a big eyesore, I thought. And I decided to put an easel there and start doing art there. Of course, I haven't used it yet. So that's going to be one of my goals as well as to spend more time making art. Like I really want to paint and work on white Tara Tonka. So that'll be something. And I love the idea that it's behind my desk because that to me represents like the support and the, the the support I have, like as far as lineage goes in what I do and what Laura and I do, but also that Laura and I are coming from this place where our businesses and what we do in our lives and what we do in our work is supported by creativity and art and beauty, but also connected to the Dharma and the truth and really helping and being of service to people and to help heal people. So I love that that's part of the, my background. So I really have to activate it. So, you know, something in feng shui is that we do all these things around our home or we have places in our home or maybe we've dedicated certain areas of our home for something or, or we got a plant. So you got a plant for like a feng shui cure and you put it in a certain bagua area. But if that area is creating dust and it's never used, you're not actually activating that part of your home or that bagua area or whatever that cure is. So I really need to, not, even though I placed this easel and put art supplies in back of me, now have a pile of packages in back of me. I really need to activate it. So I need to use it. So, so Laura, are you going to, you yeah. can help me. You can be like, Angie, what's behind, whenever we have our video calls, you're like, are you work, are you doing art behind you or is that a bunch of packages? Next time we meet, I want to see, I, it's going to be an easel with a piece of something you're working okay. on. Okay. Next Good. time we do this, because right. we watch each other as we record these podcasts, because it's, it's obviously how yes. we Yes. And we're business partners. So we meet every week we on meet, Zoom. Always meeting and chatting and stuff. So I'm always looking and I, I you know what? I noticed that that printer is gone. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I'm observing what is behind you and your, your plant is, is that a new plant? No. Right. But, um, the one at the window you can't see. And then I bought a whole bunch of plants and they're in actually in my Dway area. It looks like in my completion children area of my house right now. But I think maybe cause my, I would put them in the new beginnings area, the Jeune area, but I don't have any sunlight there. So, so you have to, so for the listeners where you put your plants, you have to be practical. I mean, maybe you really want to provide movement and growth in a certain area, but if there's no sunlight, it's not going to work. So you have to work with the mundane mm-hmm. and this transcendental at the same time. And you can be creative about how you use it too. I mean, you don't need to pick that gua. I mean, there's so many, as we, as I was saying, you can have creativity in every gua. It's how you approach it. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that's important. And each gua is so layered and multi, you know, has so much depth to it that there's always some way that you can use that to move you forward in whatever goal you want to, you want to work yeah. on. And um, for the listeners, Gua is the feng shui sector. Yes. It's the area of the feng shui. Yeah. And one last thing. So I am a six metal and I'm going into a four wood year. So I have to actually really, really, I think, work on the self-care because I'm a metal person going into a wood year and I've been in a wood year, but this is even a more of a wood year coming up. So I have the possibility or the tendency to get burnt out because how wood and metal work together is that the metal acts 
Well, why don't you tell me? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I tell you? Yeah. You tell me. ask you actually. So you are as a six metal, you are going into a four wood, mm-hmm. which is rapid growth. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, and you just came out of a growth, a quick, a start, right? The starting, which is a three wood. So you went from a yang wood and you're going into the yin wood. But as you said, it's almost in a way it's slower, bigger wood. It's not the fast movement. It's the establishing of what's happening in your life. So it's continuing to grow and it's wood. So I think of it as a big oak tree that's growing and you are metal almost like an axe or a sword, a hard metal, because you're yang metal, and you have the ability to tackle it and to overcome it. But as a six metal, not only as a six metal, as opposed to some other, you are going to push yourself a lot because you can overcome it and that will be draining. So it will dull your blade if you keep cutting at that wood. So I think that you need to be, you're, you're already on a path. So you're going to continue on that path, working what you're, you know, what you're doing on. But yeah, as you said, I, I could see it being a year where you could become drained. Yeah. I think I need to be super careful about overextending myself yeah. and overloading myself. Cause I, I was for a while, I was like, am I in four yeah. The four year in 2019, and I was hoping it'd be the five year, but next year, so 2021 will be my five year, which will be amazing. And that's a big deal because things that happen in a five year too, it can be a bit crazy, but things that happen often pay big dividends. They're yeah, big, it's a big transformation. Big so transformation I'm getting prepared for big transformation. Yes. And I mean, you already know you're on the path, but I'm already watching some of the things that not only we're doing together, but that you are doing as well in your business. And I have to say, you are really riding that wood wave. You are growing. <laughs> so you, but as long as you're mindful of it and you're thinking of it and you take care of yourself and recharge and all those things. And you're going to be, I'm going to be waving at you on, while you're sitting on, on the, the top of the mountain. Yeah. Well, it's good that you are in a year of growth. I'm on the mountain. I'm going to be sitting cross-legged on top of the mountain. Just meditation. You know, yes. Meditating and really trying like a paintbrush. to paintbrush. And you are going to be riding that wave of growth, but we'll be on it. We'll be doing it together. It's good. We're both in positions where we've been, I think actually our energy has been so pop, like we've been so with it. And now this is the first time where, yeah, you know what, this might be a good time to sort of do a check for both of us. Yeah, I think that's great. And we're so thankful for the podcast and the listeners that we have this opportunity to kind of voice and communicate these goals out loud. <laughs> Which makes it more powerful, like, right? We wrote them down and we're saying it out loud and we're sharing it and we're opening our hearts to all of you. And yes. This. So anyway, I wanted to kind of move on a little bit to more about the New Year's. So Laura and I have this real fun thing that we do every year is we put together a course on Mindful Design School and it's really inexpensive. So right now it's regularly $27 and we have a coupon code called PODCAST2020. That's podcast 2020 and you can get the program for $18 and it's a new year's program and it's a reset and manifestation program. And there's a guided meditation on audio meditation Journal. and there's also a video mm-hmm. and there's a checklist and it actually has all of the things that Laura and I personally do during the new year's like Western lunar new year. We, in that time period in January, we do all these things. And then we also have another program, Laura's going to tell, can you tell them about the Golden Cicada? 
Yeah, so we are in time with the Lunar New Year and the new year coming on at the end of January. We are going to be doing a ritual called the Golden Cicada, and we're going to combine it with, as we often do at this time of year, with the Welcoming the Wealth Gods, two powerful rituals that are from our tradition of BTB, Black Sect, Feng Shui, where we will walk you through a way to start fresh for the year. So sometimes it depends on the energy of the year, what your energy is. Sometimes it might be a little challenging, like we've been talking about, right? The eight and the one water and all this stuff. So you want to prepare for that by resetting and using this protection. Essentially, the golden cicada is a way to protect you, your energy for whatever's coming in the new year. Also, it's a great way for you to wipe away and peel away anything that's stuck with you. So if you want to reset and forget about what happened in 2019, this is what we do. We do it every year. I mean, in our practice, we sometimes do it anytime when we feel that our luck has not been on our side, something is going on and it's a way to reset. So if you found that 2019 was not optimal for you and you want to start 2020 fresh, this is really a great ritual to do. And then we walk you through how to open your home to wealth through a visualized meditation. It's quite beautiful. And the nice thing about this one is it's actually going to be alive. It's online and it's live. So we will be there with you. So we're all going to come together in a Zoom room. In our Zoom, we're all going to see each other's faces. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool experience. It's a shared energy it requires us to, you know, come with certain items, which when you sign up, you'll get all that information. But yeah, it's really a great, a really great workshop. We do the ritual together live. Yeah, and it's on Saturday, January 25th, I think, in the afternoon. And it's a one-off. Boom. You do it and you're done. So it's perfect. And that is priced at $45. And it is on our website. And we're also offering a bundle, right? So if you yes. sign up for the manifest course, that program that helps you reset your home and your mind, et cetera. And you, you also get the golden cicada. That is $54, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. $54. It's $9 off each. Yeah. And there's no code for that. It's just a bundle. Yeah, and also a great thing about the golden cicada program or the, the live class is that a lot of people do it with us. Like you prepare all the materials and do, we do the practice together, but some people just watch and then they do it later with their family members or whatever. Yeah. And you have access to it after too. There's a recording and everything. So and yeah, it's, it's really actually, and we'll also go through the Zodiac animals and we're also going to do a little bit of that on our next podcast is actually, we're going to go through the Chinese Zodiac animals because now we're going to welcome the year of the rats. And it's the metal rat, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's actually especially important for people who are born in the year of the rat to do the golden cicada. So it's really important for Laura because Laura is a rat. I am a rat. And uh, so I will be doing, I mean, I do it anyway, but definitely do it this year. And yeah, it's just, it's a really cool ritual. So I recommend it. And I hope we can see some of our listeners on that. Yeah, absolutely. And so the final thing I want to touch on is on the next episode, we're going to talk about the year of the metal rat that's coming up in 2020. So we'll be in 2020 when that one airs. And we'll go through each animal and talk a little bit about what you can expect and how your energy, like how each animal's energy connects with the energy of the rat, because there's different relationships. 
And then the following episode in January, the second episode in January will be the nine star key where we go through teaching you how to calculate your own nine stars. And again, you can calculate your own nine stars while you're listening. And then we can talk about, uh, we'll talk about how each number, what they can expect in 2020. So it's really, they're really great, really informative and really fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So I wanted to end on one thing so we can get excited about the year of the rats is a story about the rat and the ox. So I actually just went to this exhibit in Los Angeles at LACMA, and it was called The Life of Animals in Japanese Art. And it was quite a beautiful exhibit. So it had all these different types of Japanese art from modern to um, more, and it was all focused on animals because animals are really important actually in Asian art and in feng shui and in Asian traditions, because the way that Asian philosophy and feng shui philosophy look at the, we look at the world as interrelated. So humans have evolved connected to animals and the plant world. So really feng shui is looking at how we connect with nature and the cycles of nature. And we are a part of nature. So humans are part of nature. Animals are part of nature plants and nature, we're all together and we all evolve together. So we really rely on each other actually. And so we can learn a lot from the animal world. And the Chinese zodiac is actually a way to look at different characteristics of people and different energies and and they're represented by the animal. So I love this story about the rat. So the rat is known as a very clever, very sharp, very manipulative, but very smart animal. And actually the rat is related to the hours between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. And so the story is that the rat's claw, it, one side is on it's before midnight and the other side is after midnight. So it's yin and yang. So it's uh, the rat is a very dynamic type of symbol in uh, feng shui. So rats are very... Well, what would you say about rat, Laura? Because since you're the rat, what, how, what else would you say about rats? Rats are resourceful. So sometimes they're seen as being manipulative is probably not the word I would use. (laughs) They are resourceful. They are able to figure out a way around things when things are not optimal. Let's put that. They're very clever in that way. And rats can make a bad, a good situation out of a maybe not so great situation. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're bright and quick. And of course they're part of the first try in which has the dragon, the monkey, and the rat, the three of them together, which is the three harmonies. They are each considered to be the more, I don't want to say powerful, but there's sort of more in them. They're kind of a bigger animal. Superheroes. Yeah, the superheroes. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say. I mean, they just make stuff work when it doesn't necessarily, when you don't actually think it might work. But yeah, they can be kind of kind of conniving. So so that's something that all of us can think about when, as we're moving into this new decade and we're moving into 2020, that's kind of the feeling of the year. And you could think about like, what can you learn from the rat and what of those qualities can you work with and can you identify with and how, what, what qualities can you embody and embrace or which parts of the rat maybe can you let go of so it's a little taste of what we'll talk about in the next episode and anything else you want to add laura dear 
No, I think it's good. I mean, I think the com combination of the rad and the metal is a year for many people to get stuff done, to, to plan, to get organized, to figure out what your resources are, to figure out the people that can help you to get places. That's sort of how I am seeing this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, we'll tell you the story about the rat and the, the ox next time, but that's how you get places. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.